economically. I think that's where everybody's like yep. shitting in their pants, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at it this way. What, like, again, I'm an anomaly. I'm a super optimist. I'm, a, I'm the type of guy that's going to shoot no matter what, right? But, like, what other options do we have here? Do we sit with our hands fucking crossed? Like, you know, like, are, are we going to sit here and, and wait to get bombed? <laughs> or are we going to just go? Like, right. like and so I want to share this with you guys because I had a conversation with my mindset coach yesterday about this. And this is what's coming up for me right now. Okay. So we all remember 9-11. I remember it like it was yesterday because it was in my backyard. I remember hearing the story about the plane that went down in Pennsylvania and the two fucking guys that got up out of their seats and said, let's roll. What if they didn't do that? Where was that plane going? And that is how I feel right now. Do I sit here? and do nothing or do I get up and roll? And like, that's the message that I want to get out right now Mm. because everybody is yes in a panic and everybody's scared. And, you know, I'm leading as best as I can, but is there a piece of me that's, that's scared? Fuck yeah. But I'm not letting that bother me right now because I'm not going to be a sitting duck. And I just wanted to share that with you guys because I think more people need to hear that. And I, I, I feel like I need to do a video on that, like stat, because yep. it's, it, listen, this is a, yes. Like I'm not dummying this down, but this is ridiculous that this virus is like, stopping the world it's crazy and i feel i i I, and i feel for the families that lost loved ones and but this is not going to be forever this fucking virus is not going to last like it's not going to beat the world (laughs) like we're way stronger than the stupid virus and like that's sort of that's my Oh, I had to just get that out. My bad, but I just had to get get that out. (laughs) I love it. I I think, I think you're spot on though. Uh, You know, everybody's trying to figure out like how to make everything stretch and make everything sustain themselves. Each, each square of toilet paper, right? Like they're, they're in panic, extreme panic mode and they're listening to all the panicky news and they're trying to, they're trying to, you know, save what, whatever they have right now, but they're, they're, they're hoarding in, in, in vain. You know, they're, what they should be doing is proactive um, strategy for whatever business they're in. Right. I mean, I think is designers are freaking out right now, but Peter just said that he's getting constant calls that, you know, people need work done. People, people still have, businesses to run and they still need designers to do things for them. Right. I'm sure Frank, same thing, right? You, you, you still have people calling you and, and talking to you and, um, 
I was just chatting with one of my clients right now and just like, Hey, have you, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Like, and, and she was just like, I need any, any ideas you have right now because all we've been doing is stupid ads. Right. I'm like, I'm like, okay, well we got to start thinking outside the box to get you guys some, you know, build you guys some community right now and get ahead of this because what's happening after this is going to be way worse than what is happening right now. Well, um, that, yeah. That, that, that lag is what yeah. I think everybody's concerned about. Well, I think it's, there's some triage to it right now too. I mean, um, my wife and I, like where we are in Orange County, you know, we're struggling to get groceries and stuff like that. Um, you know, you can go to the store, but obviously you don't want to get out right now. Uh, the, the lines at Costco are like wrapped around the building, you know, several times uh, yeah. and whatnot. It, it's, it's bad. And then you go there and you're like, oh, we went out risk getting sick and there's nothing on the shelves. Uh, so, you know, we've been trying to support a lot of the like smaller restaurants and businesses in town that are doing deliveries and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, hey, can can we as as designers help support them, not just financially by utilizing these services, but like what I've been seeing is the businesses that are being proactive about like, hey, we've got free delivery, we're discounting 25%, like help keep us in business because restaurants have such a small profit margin. So they need to keep moving and going. Otherwise they're going to go down. And those that are just hoping that people are going to assume that they're open, aren't going to be the ones that are staying in business. It's going to be the ones that are getting creative. Like Chris just posted what, um, uh, the, the salad place is doing tender greens, greens. uh, Selma's pizza in my town. They're giving, uh, before it was a full lockdown, you could come in and get toilet paper for a dollar, which is smart because now people want to come in and actually like order more food from you and whatnot. But there's like toilet paper with every order. They're doing delivery <laughs> or, you know, curbside non-contact Fantastic. pickup. They're opening yeah. up their um, supply chain. So their vendor it doesn't have the same limitations that like grocery stores are having right now or struggle getting everything in. Uh, and so they're like, Hey, who needs pasta? Who needs, uh, you know, pasta sauce, so uh, smart rice, things like that. And yeah, things are a dollar or two more than they would be. Um, and that's just how it is. I don't think they're doing it to, to get rich off of this. It's just stuff's a little bit tougher to get at the moment. Um, it's like prison rules or something. Uh, <laughs> right. but you know, Hey, that's amazing. If you really need something right now, here's an avenue and a place to go get it. And, you know, I think people are rallying together. So go support these folks, see who you can help. Do you have a favorite like sushi joint near you? Um, like I was going to hit mine up, be like, dude, let me help you out on social. Like I need you to stay in business. Cause I love that. Sushi <laughs> roll. I want to make sure after all this, I can come back. Um, I, I think, you know, we can be proactive about that and, and really help out. And that's, it's important. Like, not just from being helpful, but like as a business, that's a great place to offer services. It's a great place to help other people out. Um, there's going to be a lot of folks that are, are struggling right now. I was talking to uh, my cousins. They they run a, a Mexican restaurant here in um, Australia, and they're pretty uh, fine and, and sort of planned for something like this to happen if, you know, if having runway or whatever you call it, but are in a financially stable place. Whereas businesses around them that are in hospitality coffee shops and, and things like that um they're on like week to week like money in money out money in money out 
and they're the kind of businesses that will just you know go under within two weeks if like here you can still go to restaurants and and cafes and things but it's limited to less than 100 people and you now have to be you now have to have your own uh two by two square meters which is probably like i don't know four or five feet um by four or five feet kind of thing for you guys space within a venue to to stay you know away and we're calling social distancing yeah. and it, it's it's kind of crazy and they were just like I, I don't know what we'll do if this goes for more than two or three months um and i don't think many businesses will know what to do if this continues for two to three months i mean i even look and this i don't i don't want to bring a big downer to this but i even look at my like retirement fund at the moment which we call superannuation and the money is just every day it's like a, it's a grand less every day yeah more. Right. don't even look yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's what i said to my wife I went, I went out to my wife yesterday yeah. i was like it's gone down three fucking grand and she's like just <laughs> yeah. stop looking at it and i was like okay yeah. fine just uh <laughs> yeah i took a yeah. this morning yeah. not feeling good about it <laughs> yeah 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 uh, dude I, I i my acorns account is uh but yeah. here's what i'm doing like so i have a pretty savvy financial advisor and you know basically what he told me was don't stop contribution like if if you're able to do it yeah. Continue oh, yeah. to yeah, like continue to contribute. But like, if you got a hundred dollars in the bank, don't don't <laughs> contribute, right? Like, yeah. that's that's just me being being you know facetious. Yeah. But like, but I am I am still going to live off of seventy percent of my earning, and ten percent of everything that I earn is gonna go in that account. And I'm just because he's like, listen, if you continue this path when this upswing comes back yep. it's like you're gonna freaking go out of the freaking stratosphere so yeah. like so i'm just gonna continue because i have i have runway i'm, I'm good like and and my wife is works she's really high up in a, in a very big corporate organization so like we're financially we're square but <clears throat> i'm looking at what People are saying a year. People are saying eighteen months. People are saying six months. Like, woof. Like, like you said, Frank. Like that's going to dip into <laughs> a lot of a lot of runway and a lot of yeah. uh, savings and investments that we've you know worked hard to contribute to. So, but yeah. my I look at it as this: it's going to go back up. I mean, look at what it was doing for the past eighteen months. I mean. It can't go up forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, that's the thing, like correction. even here in Australia, I'm just waiting for like a bubble to burst because everything's just right. too good in Australia. Like we right. we avoided, we pretty much avoided the global financial crisis in Australia, so much more than what America did, and Europe, and we still kept in um, surplus in our government. But now it's going into deficit because of all this. We've had bushfires. We've had this. It's yeah. like, what next? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you 2020 in, but yeah still it's like, like hold, hold my corona you've seen that yeah. meme it's like 29 we all that 2019 sock just wait yeah but no i mean i i think this this might sound um this doesn't sound empathetic and, and like forgive me for that ahead of time but in a way it's a correction that was needed regardless like we've, we've mm. kind of all been waiting for this bubble to pop and like yep 
<clears throat> at least there is a direct action to it now. And that yeah. might prevent the next thing from happening because like that, that just moved up the timeline, whether it was in two years or four yeah. years or whatnot, like it's happening now. now. And so we're getting that correction, which means that once we get through this, it will hopefully be better and more of a steady climb back up rather than this, like, we're just waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What, is there anything that we could learn from this experience that could help us next time? Like the next time this goes down? First one is runway. Like, yeah. <laughs> You should know, yeah. like if you could have 12 months to be really unbelievably comfortable, yeah. at least that yeah. would be the first game changer. Like yeah. that, that then negates you having to feel desperate about discounting your price. Like we were talking about, you know, when we first jumped in here and, and you go in with a lot more confidence about, you know, prosperity in the future that, you know, everything's going to work out you know, in a yeah. few months and everything comes good. And you just kind of, roll with the punches and see what you can do to help other people. But that would be my first big thing. The, the other ones is just to, I mean, for me, like in this current three months between now and end of June, which end of June is our end of financial year, I was going to be putting it aside to work on my business anyway. This just seems convenient at the moment to, mm. to take the time and be afforded the time instead of having to keep up with clients and things like that. But, I can see it for a lot of people, they're just going to be sitting there doing nothing. Like I was on the phone to my sister yesterday and she's in the creative industry as well. She works in an ad agency. She's home doing nothing. She's like, I'm loving myself sick. I'm like, you could be doing something right now. <laughs> like I'm fucking sitting here right now and it's 36 degrees, like, which is hot here. It's like a hundred degrees for you guys. Oh. And um, I'm learning Webflow. And she's like, oh, I need to learn like probably something like mm. this. I was like, well, okay, <laughs> fucking do it. Here's the link. <laughs> you know? You've got all the time in the world now. Yeah, she's sitting there. And like, ironically, she was sitting there with a Corona. <laughs> and I was just like, you bitch. <laughs> hilarious. That's funny. Oh, man. Well, this is a time I think it's, it's going to differentiate where people land after this is over, right? For the people who are diligent and you know taking advantage of this time where you know for for a large part of the market is, is either stopped or slowed down uh if you're working on your craft if you're you know working on yeah. your business when we come out of this that's going to be telling this is the same thing that my parents you know would drive into my brother and i in school it's like you put in the extra hours studying and and, and uh you know doing your homework and, and all these extra projects at the end of it, you, you graduate, you're going to be, you know, heads and shoulders above everybody else who's been, you know, playing and partying and doing everything else. So I think that's, you know, it's, it's like the, the age old timeless advice that our parents give us. And, and uh, when everyone else is playing, if you're working hard at the end of the day, you, it's going to pay off. So yeah. I think it's, it's going to make that gap between <coughs> those who are willing to put in the yeah. work and those who are not even good. Yeah, I, I think something else we're seeing is um, most of the folks that I talk to that are, are we'll call it in our industry and are, are in a real panic are those that have a reliance only on working with local businesses because all the local businesses are shut down. Um, you know, we're lucky we, we primarily work with all of our clients remotely. Um, 
that's never been something like we've never targeted folks around us, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that is, is important to diversify. I mean, I think it's important regardless. Anyways, I had a conversation with somebody today where it's like a lot of people say, Oh, nobody locally like values design or services <laughs> or, you know, has a yeah. budget. It's like, well then stop marketing towards your local businesses that don't have money and don't value you like go out and go elsewhere. Um, I think it's also going to be really interesting and in telling to see, you know, who, what businesses sink or swim through this. Uh, you're going to see who was, you know, prepared from a runway standpoint, has been able to like pivot and find a way to be scrappy and get through this. And I don't mean that from like a design services company, but what like restaurants, um, yeah. I got like an ad for whatever the bounce trampoline place by us. Like that place is in deep trouble right now. But oh, yeah. there's also going to be a huge opportunity because somebody that might have cash and is an entrepreneur and is ready to capitalize on something like that, like that afterwards, everyone's going to want to get outside and go stretch their legs and have fresh air and go do things afterwards. So if 80% of the businesses in those areas shut down, well, they're in a prime market now to really capitalize on that. So I'm also trying to think ahead of like who, who's going to emerge from this. And how can you be ready for some of those businesses? I got to jump, guys, but I, I really appreciate you guys putting this together. And um, Henry, thank you so much for coming in, man. Yeah, no problem. And maybe we do this a little bit more frequently during this time. You know? Not and, like we have anywhere else. To <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will give you guys a shout if you guys want to do this more often. I think yeah. Dave, Dave, Mo, and I are always looking for fresh faces to to look at. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, have a great weekend, guys. Thanks, Henry. See you, man. Stay safe. Yeah, I think the, the ability to take most advantage of this time right now um, in preparation for down the line is going gonna, is gonna to definitely separate those who, who are forward thinkers in any industry, right? Like restaurant industry. If, if people in the restaurant industry right now are sitting on their hands and are freaking out, they're going to die. They're done. If they're, if they're really trying to figure out how they can innovate and take advantage of everybody eating at home and not wanting to cook for themselves right now or not. I mean, I love the idea that, um, that restaurant was giving away like pasta and like rice and like not giving away, but selling, selling goods, like selling raw goods. That's get it. Yeah. That is huge. That's amazing. Like, you know, like that is something that I hadn't heard yet. And I think that's, that's a fantastic idea to to build community right and and i think right now is the perfect time to build community and to connect deeper with your customers uh, because they need connection right now and that's a huge thing yeah i i think especially i know we talked about just not being necessarily tied to local but from a local standpoint like this pizza place their food's not that good I'm also Italian, so I have very high standards in the pizza place. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the food's not great. It's super overpriced. But you know what? They stay in business through it. Like, I'm going to try to support them and give them some business now. I would go back and support them afterwards because they went out of their way to help the community when people are really scared and worried. Um, you know, it's, it's something that uh, people can set themselves up for for success longer term if, if they can get through this. And those are the businesses that are being smart and innovative to survive right now. I'd love to like just kind of pose this to the group. I was talking to some, I have a 
micro group of strategists that we, we talk every, every week, but uh, we're going to be building some content around this next week, but I just want to pose this to you guys. Um, what do you think are some innovative opportunities that anybody in business right now could be doing? Could you state that one more time? What are some innovative, innovative opportunities that anybody in business could take advantage of right now? Like instead of looking at the glasses about to be empty and you know we're about to die, um, instead of looking at that, it's like, hey, how can we, how can we make the most of this situation right now? Like, what do you think are some some ideas? Like, I think that the good, like, sale of of raw goods, I think is a huge, huge interesting idea that I hadn't heard of. It's very innovative and it's a big opportunity for them. Like, what do you think are some other things? What I've seen, uh, cause we have three kids, three young kids and, uh, it's not like our life has changed all that much. Cause this is like 80%, 90% uh, hasn't changed uh, other than, you know, the, the classes that they're part of, they're pulled out of that obviously. But, um, now all of a sudden all of these children's authors illustrators artists creatives are coming out and live streaming activities and you know live streaming yeah. reading books reading their books to the kids like the actual authors of the uh, the uh, illustrators reading these books to the kids you know some of these children's entertainers um making paper, paper airplanes or doing crafts uh and doing it like monday to friday so every yeah. day at 11 you know that so-and-so is going to be on reading a book or doing an activity or whatever. I think that model, and I'm seeing it sort of in, in other places too. Like everybody now is on Instagram live every day. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a know, ton of people. Something. Yeah. So I think that's a great way to, even in our pro group, um, we have uh, Ari Chung, who's, who's a uh, new member come on and seeing this as an opportunity for him to give, freely from from his he's a um, children's book off, uh, illustrator teaching kids how to draw teaching kids how to do comic book uh, narratives and things like that um, at the same time collecting emails you know he, it's not just one way but it's you know he's he's leveraging the situation to to do good and also uh, build his business so I think I think there's things like that clues where we see other people in other industries doing uh, things that, that we can draw from Anything else? It's, I think it's, it's very dependent on the business that you are. Um, first and foremost, cause you can, you can be as creative as hell in, in whatever avenue you have in your business. Like the first point would be, be as creative as you can. Um, before that though, you need to have your house in order. Like if, if everything's just really not going to sustain itself in a week's time or two weeks time, then you need to be focusing on probably that first. But, if you do have the ability to um, stay top of mind in a way that keeps community, like we keep saying, and if it keeps people's, you know, attention on you in times where they're looking for some normalcy, maybe um, is, is making, you know, not fun or light of the situation, but still giving people an outlet that if they are at home, they want to feel like, you know, they're either, heard or that they are a part of something so they're not feeling isolated because all this does is it makes us feel very alone when you, you kept at home so whatever you can do to negate that feeling of that psychological feeling that we can all not avoid and for us as 
freelancers, we know what that feeling is like every day. So it's nothing maybe new to us. Um, but for those that are, it's, it's like, how can we make, you know, this situation not feel as bad as, it, as what it is, if it's convenience of having delivery, if you're um, a hospitality provider, or if it's entertainment for, you know, your kids, or like, I'm even thinking, like I got sent a couple of videos from a mate of mine that has been a client that's a personal trainer. I said, mate, can you shoot three videos for me? of you with your shirt off doing some exercise that we could do at home. And just to make us all look like, you know, absolute flogs for not, you know, getting out there and doing something while we're at home, but then have my own kind of spin integrated into that to make kind of light of that situation that, you know, just because we're at home doesn't mean that we're doing nothing. We can, you know, make light of the situation as best we can to stay positive, to stay you know, active of mind, to be part of something that, you know, we hear, and we want to be part of. Um, and yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I don't like taking things too seriously in that respect. So it, it's kind of how can you be creative in a sense that gets people on board? Like if you, I don't know, that reference before of being a business that was selling trampolines. Like if you've got kids at home now, they've got nothing to do. I'd be saying, this is a perfect time to be buying a trampoline because you've got kids at home that can't get out. If you have a either a two by one meter area of backyard or you have infinite space in your backyard, we've got you covered for all that kind of entertainment. Um, it, it's how you adapt. And if you can't adapt, then, you know, how's your business going to survive in any case, be it big or small, when, you know, shit hits the fan? Like, I kind of think if you can't be... Uh, unique in your offering, but also adaptive to to situations. Then, um, yeah, you're just going to follow the crowd of people doing other things. Like, even that's probably fine. Like, you see a lot of people all talking about this. You see people that are all jumping on similar bandwagons to how can I keep my hands clean, or what's the different things that I can do to step. It's like we all know this shit what can we do that's going to create something that's a different message that still is unique to us, still is on brand for us and still is what a customer is expecting of us as a business in times where they're looking for something that's normal, something that they, you know, can look to for leadership or, um, or whatever. So I'm like watching a lot of Seth Godin and Simon Sinek and they're getting on Instagram lives and going, guys, just, this 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 is the time that you have to do this or this or this don't come to us with some fear and going oh like the, the best thing i heard from seth the other day was he basically said that if you do have fear it's okay like we're all fearful like i look at certain aspects of what's going on and, and be quite fearful went to the shops yesterday to do our supermarket shopping and it was i was tense before getting there but once i got there it was totally fine. Like there was actually stuff on the shelves and, you know, fear was just, you know, experiencing is what Seth said was fear is experiencing tragedy in advance. And if you don't know if it's going to happen or not, then why uh, get yourself in, you know, your knickers in a knot as they, <laughs> as we say here. Um, but acknowledge that fear and learn to dance with it, which was the opposite part that he said, you know, how do you, work with that fear to translate it into something that is positive, that is beneficial for your business in the long run. 
That was a really long waffle, sorry. <laughs> that was all good. Hey, Jacob, how's it going, man? Hey, hey, Mari. Sorry for the, confu the time confusion. No, 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 I was all right. I, 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 I kept trying to figure out like what you were referring to, and then I remembered, oh, I, I sent it in Hawaii time and not Pacific time. Uh, yeah, you, you sent me the invite. I'm like, that happened three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sorry, that. Sorry about that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so what are you guys chatting about the COVID, I guess? So we're just, yeah, we're just talking about um, what we can do kind of in this unique little time that um, that can either help our businesses or even even help our clients with their business, right? Like what are things that we can do or think that we can do to maybe help people innovate during this time um, to, to shift I think their mindset away from fear into maybe action. Yeah, I I was going to share this um, cool story about a, a subscribed to a copywriter, and he was sh shared this story about um, a restaurant that was like a like a five star restaurant, like four course kind of sit down sort of thing, and they pivoted to to just selling bagels and burgers and all the servers and into delivery people now they're selling burgers and bagels and I thought that was really uh, a really cool thing to, to well to see how they pivot and to change that obstacle of people not going out for something totally radical so that was pretty cool but so helpful for us so that was worth sharing <laughs> um, but in terms of like I haven't I haven't noticed any change per se just yet because I've been isolating for, for years but uh, the I know there's a lot more opportunity to, to grow and to lost him. Yeah, breaking up a little bit, Jacob. I'm not in the I'm joking. You're breaking up. I'll just Alright, is that better? I just turned off my Wi Fi. There you go, that's that's a little better, yeah, yeah. That's better. Yeah, I turned off Wi Fi. I'm just out of connection. Um yeah, so I haven't personally noticed any like dips or inquiries or anything just yet. I think it's a bit early to tell. Uh, and obviously, I don't have a, a full-time job to, to lose or anything, so I have less on the line. But um, I've also had the, the systems in place, like the passive income streams in place already. But I think that's what people should be focusing on, these ideas of, of bridging the gap between when these sorts of things happen. So if you do have less clients, you have that bridge. Um, across and when for like for example affiliate marketing is one that i use a lot but there's courses you can sell and um so many other streams that you can set up but i think it's a good time to do that so that, yeah that's my that, that's my that, in, input <laughs> that restaurant pivot was cool yeah we were talking about yeah. some other restaurants that were like maybe even selling dry goods and um, like pivoting from actually prepared foods to like unprepared food, right? It's like people need dry goods, people need like rice and pasta and, you know, whatever else they, they need. But um, yeah, like to, totally changing to like a very, very delivery centric uh, model when you're a five-star restaurant, is, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, but have you, have you heard of any like designers or freelancers or kind of how they've changed things recently. I've, I've been pretty off Instagram, not too much recently. So I haven't been on too much. So I haven't really heard of what people are doing. So do you have any insights there? 
guys? Uh, I've heard a couple of people in Australia say that they had had a couple of proposals turned down, just wasn't the time. So the thing, I think a lot of people are just a bit scared of, of outlaying money at, at this stage when things are still uncertain and everything changes on the day today. Like every day we have our prime minister, you know, on camera saying, there's this change now and then there's this change and it's, it's crazy. But yeah, there's only been a couple of people that have heard say that people have been a bit skittish um, mm. on their proposals, but nothing, nothing crazy yet. I mean, that's, I think it may, as you said, it might be too early to tell. I think it depends uh, yeah. what kind of businesses you work with too. I mean, um, sure. we've had some that are like, Hey, we've, we've selected you guys. We are going to go with you, but it might be in two weeks. It might be in three months. Like we're, we're just kind of waiting to be cautious of things. So I'd say uh, projects that are a little less like mission critical are, are getting delayed. Um, but you know, we've been lucky that no, we haven't had anybody pause an ongoing project We're we're completing everything at least thus far. Um, and you know, new work's still been coming in. So it's, it's definitely a little bit more reserved, I think, but, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, still need to keep operating. This doesn't change business for some businesses. And we have to remember that there's a lot of people that are like just wildly affected. And then some that this is actually a booming opportunity for them. Um, you know, when you see things like, uh, medical supply, uh, emergency supply kits, I'm assuming everybody is getting, a Facebook ad spend out the yang right now for, you know, uh, bone broths and canned goods and MREs and, you know, the utility shovel that lets you kill a zombie and start a fire at the same time. Like <laughs> that's all I see in my feed right now. Um, yeah, those, those folks are, are crushing it. And, you know, those are the companies that are, are looking to double down at the moment. And yeah, I, um, I've actually noticed, so I do a lot of Amazon affiliate selling and I've noticed a spike in sales as well because people are at home. I don't know what they're buying, but I do notice there's like a lot of pizza, pizza like frozen pizzas being bought, which is interesting. Um, like uh, monitors and uh, like gaming stuff. So that's kind of like what's happening at the moment. But if the recession happens, I don't know. don't know how that's going to go. That's a big chunk of my income though. I think you're right, Peter, really dependent on the industry, because I know even for us in sort of, uh, I, I do motion work, uh, motion animation. So like all of the, the live action stuff is pretty, pretty much frozen for now, because people can't congregate to, to make commercials that, that are live action. So all of those budgets are either getting deferred or cut, and that budget has to be transferred somewhere. So I think it'll be interesting in the next few months what happens with that money if they see it as something that's viable later on in the year or they have to reallocate those funds into making an animation or you know a motion graphic uh, spot versus a live action spot so I think there's some opportunities for people in, in my space in, in that regard um, but yeah I think it really depends on, on the industry yeah, like I would reach out to, um, you know, companies that maybe need some, some like 2D motion graphic work to like, hey, explain your, like, here's how you wash your hands or here's uh, the best way to practice social distancing or here's what you should know. Like, there's so many things that need information to get out. Um, you know, again, that's where, yes, some are hurting. There's also so many new opportunities that there wasn't that need and now there is. So if these companies don't have somebody internally to do this kind of stuff, they're going to have to go somewhere for it. 
Um, you know, even maybe hitting up uh, hospitals or medical facilities nearby and saying, hey, when you need announcements or something, if you need additional staff right now, let, let us know. We're here to help. Like, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that can be done, has to be done. Yeah, for sure. And I th another thing I heard, and this is like, uh, again, a different tier or different um, a scale of business where there's like uh, independent graphic designers or, or freelancers who are, you know, their small entity within in themselves. Um, they're reaching out to local businesses partly, you know, to help the businesses, but they're offering their service at a, a low, like a discounted price, not to get the business, but primarily to help support these small businesses. But the long play is that they'll garner some sort of um, loyalty with these businesses after this, you know, passes that when they need graphic design or, or some sort of service, that they'll remember them as like someone who reached out and helped them in, in a tough time. And I, I think that goes a far, you know, it's, it's kind of a long-term play, but it, it goes uh, it goes a long way. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, one question I want to ask you guys um, for a business marketing themselves at the moment and every post that you see now on Instagram is related to this virus. Do you, it's, there's a saying with, you know, the war world war two or whatever in, in Britain, where you say you don't mention the war kind of thing when you're talking between the UK and Germany. Um, <clears throat> is it a similar case? Do you think for, for this, like as a business, should you be, explicitly saying COVID-19? Should you be saying coronavirus in your messaging um, when you're conveying that you're still open for business or that you have a offer at the moment or you're here to help or, or whatever? What's your thoughts on that? Because I'm a bit of a mind not to worry about mentioning it because we all know what's going on kind of thing. It's like saying there's an elephant in the room and, and just talking about the elephant only rather than what you can do to help. I'll, I'll jump in because, uh, yeah. So I was going to jump in and say, put it from the perspective of what, um, well, I, I think it's fine to mention it um, because, yeah, the elephant in the room, but I think it's uh, to do your part to show how you're helping and how you're getting on with things, I think is a positive way to look at it. Um, for example, my the CrossFit gym I go to, obviously they're like in that health space and it's you're very close you're very close with each other and like their social media has gone to like they've done COVID health courses and they've like posted that on the Instagram and they've sent emails out saying we are sanitizers we're doing this we're doing that and it, it actually shows that they're battling this and they know that it is a problem because like if one person in the gym gets the virus then like the whole gym has to close and that that's puts their bottom dollar out and it puts everyone else out like health wise so I think it's important to show that you're battling the, the this whole pandemic and doing what you can so that's my point of view i think there's also an awkwardness if you don't address it yeah. like i'm i'm my and i don't know if this is entirely your question i'm gonna segue for a second i am slightly annoyed at some people in how i'm seeing them like use this as for lack of better words like a sleazy kind of marketing opportunity um it just I'm all for if you want to help and you want to be genuine, but you're like, here's our COVID-19 special. You can get us now for 25% off. It's like, whoa, 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 slow your roll, you know, <laughs> whatever. I, I don't have a good analogy for that, but that to me is, is a little dirtbaggy. Um, but at the same time, I think if you don't address it, it comes off odd. Like, uh, like I use sequences and HubSpot and those are automated 
like responses over time. And so to me, like I had this issue um, when I first started using it around like Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's not a way to disable or pause your sequences. So I had a couple that went out on Thanksgiving and it's like, oh dear Lord, I don't want people thinking that A, I'm working on Thanksgiving or that I expect them to respond. Like that looks so bad. And somebody just posted on the HubSpot forum saying, how do you guys not have this feature? Here it is, like it's COVID-19 and I'm just messaging everybody like it's business as usual and I look like a jerk. And that's where I think it's okay to be real and say, hey, yes, we're still open, we're normal, but we're here to support. Let us know how we can help you. Or yeah, I understand your business might be going through something. Is there something that I can do to help you get through this? And and for those of you guys, uh, Frank and I were talking with Henry a little bit before, and it was like, well, do you do you discount your prices? And you know, I don't think you do. Um, but maybe if a client comes to you and says, look, we want to work with you, but we just can't afford this right now. We're being cautious or whatnot. You can make a decision and say, hey would I discount 25% or 50% and say, I, I want to help you stay in business. And if this is going to help you do that, you pay me back once this is all over and you're a little recovered, that might build a, an amazing friendship and business relationship and partnership. But you have to make those decisions for yourself if that even makes sense. But doing stuff like that and by being, I think just kind of like an open, transparent human being looks a lot better than kind of ignoring what's going on. But there, there's a little bit of like, everyone just chill. We know this is happening. Stop marketing with this thing. It's okay to have discussions and conversations and support each other, but like this shouldn't be your, your ad spend at the moment. Yeah. I don't know if like for me, if, if I'm on Instagram or any social media, anything right now, and if, there's, there's two reactions I get, right? Either they're marketing using coronavirus, which I think is disgusting and ridiculous. And then there's the other thing where they just feels like they're just completely ignoring what the world is going through right now. And that's the other thing. I'm just like, well, you're just, you're just doing business as usual. And so to ignore what's, what everybody in the world is going through right now just seems, I don't know if, I don't know if irresponsible is the right word, but seems a little bit irresponsible to your community to not acknowledge what's happening, um, what, what they may be going through, what, what you are obviously going through, you know? And so I think those are the two reactions that I'm getting. So I'm, I'm, I know that there are, there are, there are people that are speaking to the issue and speaking into the issue positively or, or in a, in a, in a way that, that, is making sense, you know, bringing to mind like, Hey, this is actually the, the proper way you wash your hands. And I'm not trying to sell you anything, but this is, this is good information to have right now. Or this is what the CDC said, or this is what social distancing means. Like that, like those are, those are more informative things that, that bring, bring awareness to, to the situation without causing alarm or, or the other, or the other thing is like not ignoring it. Right. Um, so that's just, those are just, those have been my reactions recently. Yeah. Something I've done that's just, it's a very subtle uh, acknowledgement of things just in my sign off of every email before my actual signature, I just say like, stay, stay safe, stay healthy. And like, it's, it's again, just humanizing people to say, I care about you. I hope you're okay. Just, you know, bunker down. 
and like it kind of creates a camaraderie like we're all in this together um and, and you don't need to go like deep into anything yeah that's uh, i think just simple things like that just acknowledging you know what's happening and and those you know four little words stay safe stay healthy are 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 huge because people understand what's going on right now and you show genuine concern for them, right? My, my, I think the reason why I probably brought it up was you, you look at the news, like if you watch news programs and you see like the whole ticker tape at the bottom of it and it's usually got graphics with the virus looking, you know, thing going around and it's red and it's really alarmist. And then, then this isn't a diss at you, Mara, because your colours are red and black, so it's all good. Um, but, you know, you, you see graphics that people wouldn't use typically in the way that they position themselves and market themselves. And you start seeing red introduced and you start seeing these graphics, you know, like, is it going a bit far to be alarmist? Um, that, that's my kind of point in this is that I see those posts. It's like you wouldn't post this in a normal day does it need to be that extreme to make everybody realize that's what you're talking about? Does it need to be that explicit to get across the message that you want to convey that is a sense of calm, that is a sense of logical thought in a time which is very illogical for many people? You know, that's, that's where I'm coming from, I think. Yeah, something we've done and like it's just helped my wife and I tremendously also for our own sanity is that we, we've made an agreement not to talk about anything unless it can be validated from like an official source. I'm not talking news source because right now news are opinion sources. So it doesn't matter. It's not Fox news. It's not CNN. Like it's not a left or right thing. No news source. It has to come from an actual like government entity the CDC, local government, something that is truly official and substantiated. And then we will talk about it because otherwise we just started looking at like, oh, so-and-so said this, or there's a rumor that this might think this thing might happen. And then we went into like full panic mode of, wait, we're now talking about having to make decisions of things that may not ever happen or come true. Maybe some of them did, but like, we were going to a stress level and anxiety that was unneeded. So even just kind of halting at that of we need this in an like truly official announcement capacity that has been really, really helpful. That's a, that's a great point. My wife and I have gotten into um, almost gotten into some hot water <laughs> with that because yep. she, she's, She's a little bit more uh, cautious than I am in general. She's more OCD and, and just more on the cautious side than I am. And so she'll bring up something like we have a, a, a family uh, WhatsApp group. And so her parents and her sister, actually her family side, but um, someone will post, her parents usually will post something that, you know, they got an email and it's usually some spam thing. So usually we ignore it, but then with the COVID stuff, um, her her mom posted something about uh, ibuprofen being a potential you yep. know uh, thing that that actually makes it worse or spread faster or become more intense and i when i first read it i was like okay this is just another one of those whatever you know and so i didn't want to tell my wife i never want to tell my wife like just chill out like we don't yeah. know if this is true um but i kind of hinted at that and she was starting to get a little upset and she's like, no, this is like, I, I have friends who are doctors and nurses and they're seeing the same thing. I'm like, 
are you sure that they're saying it or are you hearing it from them or you're hear, hearing it second, third hand? Yeah. And, um, and then lo and behold, like three days later, the, the uh, World Health Organization put out the thing, you know, the, the ibuprofen thing. And I was like, okay, well, that's yeah. true. But we don't know until like, like you said, until the real authorities, you cross reference right. it with them and, and make sure that that's really true or, or not true, right? Yeah, that's that's a good rule not to not to maybe talk about this as much as uh, as we can. I'm lucky because my my wife is a teacher and um, is uh, has her master's in, in teaching, but like was a uh, I guess science major before that as well. So like she really gets all this stuff where I'm just I'm kind of lost and I, I look to her for for the answers. And she listens to a bunch of science and medical podcasts and like. I was telling Frank and Henry before when we were making the decision about postponing Creative South, we were all like, nope, business as usual. We don't see any changes. Everything's moving forward. Like, we'll just be careful and cautious and whatnot. And that changed so fast. And it was even that morning that my wife was like, she's like, I almost said the words, if Disneyland closes, that's the sign. And then literally the next, or no, that same day, sorry, it was like later in the day, like two hours before we had our team meeting to decide it, Disneyland closed. And she's like, all the podcasts I listened to went from, hey, like keep an eye on this thing, but everything's going to be okay to like, wait, no, 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 this needs to be taken very seriously. Here's the facts that back it up. Here's the research papers. Like, and, and when you have that kind of information, you, you go into it with a little bit more seriousness too, because everything else right now is very sensationalized and it's difficult to... I don't know, wrap your head around it. You lose your mind. You, you, you start stressing and like, we need a year's worth of toilet paper and all the canned goods in the world. And like Amazon two day delivery is not fast enough anymore. And, and that's, that's a dangerous place to live. I don't know if this is true, but again, another thing my wife told me um, was that the whole- <laughs> We're gonna have a whole episode on everything <laughs> Dave's wife told him. She's actually not that bad, but it's just two examples. But one of them was uh, that the Dis whole Disney shutdown was prompted by the great aunt of um, Walt Disney, or sorry, great um, niece, great, great niece of Walt Disney, because she posted on Twitter or some sort of social platform. She's like, what the F are you doing? Are you, why are you guys still open? Um, and then I guess who, the powers that be at, at Disney were like, okay, time to shut it down. And yeah. the next day they made the announcement. I'm not sure how much of that is true or not true, but that's a story that's been floating out, out there. Next on Dadpreneur, Dave's <laughs> uh, wife I'm speaks. He's definitely a Disney guy. To, we were supposed to go to Disney the day that they shut down. We ended up going like a couple days prior. And part of it was like, well, let's get in before like stuff COVID. may go wild. Um, and it was bizarre. I mean, there were people wearing masks at Disney. There was like probably a, a bigger crowd even because I think people knew that this was maybe a last chance to get in for a while or travel would be more difficult. So everyone's trying to get on rise of the resistance. Uh, and like all the, the staff members there, or cast members were like, we don't understand why the park is so packed right now. And the lines were going like wrapping through the whole front area into downtown Disney. It was, it was bizarre. That's yeah. I, I can't even imagine being there around just so many people. Uh, I, I, it must've been, yeah, just completely from bizarre from all over yeah. the world. Like literally all, it's like, that's, that's one of the things that people keep 
you know, asking is like, oh, how is it in Hawaii? It's like, yeah, it's not too bad yet, but you have to understand this is like a worldwide destination for everybody. We have people moving here from China daily. We have people from, you know, flying from all over the world, every country in the world to this place, this little small little island with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in it, um, you know, every day. And, and we're, our whole job as an island is to entertain the world basically with, with stuff. So, um, yeah, just being a destination like, um, like Disneyland must be, yeah, it just must be, must've been nuts, but What's up, Jay? How's it going, man? What's up, guys? What's going on? How are you? Doing well, man. Jay here with Jacob and Dave and Peter. Just cruising, yeah. talking about just uh, just talking about like life stuff, what's happening in the design community, the world, businesses, um, how to weather the storm, being innovative. Um, you you heard some of that stuff, and I know you're listening yeah. to stuff, but. Yeah, I was going to jump in. I had a thought when you were Please talking do. about that Disney stuff. Um, so a little bit related. I'm not sure if is Frank still here. Um, Regan, no, need to jump off. Um, yeah, but it was probably more related to him. But because uh, countries' economies are going down, um, at least I know the Aussie dollar to the US dollar, it could be an opportunity to actually market to different audiences. So, um, for example, if I charge a client a thousand bucks or something. Um, US dollars, that would be 1500 Aussie dollars at the moment, pretty much, more or less. So using that economy of scale to actually to actually earn more money, is a, it could be a good trick at the moment if you target different clients. Um, obviously, it's not going to work for everyone in the US, but it, it's definitely, um, it's one of the benefits from this. Um, and I, our, our economy is like totally tanking right now, the Aussie dollar. But because I have Amazon affiliate sales in the US, uh, I'm getting a better return on that sort of thing. And like I've, I've always targeted US clients um, because of this reason, but it's just grown on that scale. So for anyone that's in a country that, that kind of is happening, it, it's a good opportunity to actually think about uh, targeting clients outside of your, your country. So was this something I thought of? Yeah, exactly the same in Canada. I think we're probably on par, pretty close to par with you guys. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty frightening actually. Like, it's gone down like twenty percent in a real week or two, which is just unheard of. So, Jay, where where are you from? I I, I kind of interrupted you. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I'm in New Jersey here on the East Coast, um, setting up shop in my makeshift kitchen office. Um, most of most of my work's really motorsports related. So with with the fence kind of shutting down, I mean, NASCAR's canceled all their races through May. Um, things are kind of quiet right now. I'm just focusing on being a dad, and I got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, and they don't know what's going on. And, um, they're scared, and so just focusing on that and trying to take care of them and uh, be a part-time homeschool teacher. Hmm. Wow, good on you. So, so my, my son's only about 16 months, so we don't really have much homeschooling, but... I feel for all the parents out there with the kids that are suddenly home now and like, they're like, oh, it's just, I can't even imagine, but yeah, on you. yeah it's, been, it's been crazy. My wife actually worked from home too. She's a, a professional singer, voice coach. 
So she's actually been able to switch most of her students uh, online to video. Um, so we've both been able to be home and we're just hunkering down. Um, we actually just got word earlier today that uh, our governor is putting forth an order to close all non-essential businesses. So we're on like, we're on lockdown pretty much. Um, it's been, the, the benefit to it though is really just watching how the communities come together and, and started to, um, I shouldn't say started to, but really supported the small businesses in our area, a lot of the local restaurants and stuff like that. So everybody's really banding arm in arm, which is nice. But things are, things are, are weird and quiet around here. Now, one thing that you said, and then I got to dip out of this to switch into family and dad mode. Um, I know your kids are a little bit older, Jay. I think Dave and I have kids about the same range. I've got like four and a half, three in almost 11 months. Um, and I think my kids are a little too young to like really realize what's going on. I mean, we just talk about like germs and people being sick and that, that's about all they really get. But I think it's important too, as, as fathers and as a couple to, you know, kind of shield from the kids, depending like it, depending on the age, I think you have to address it more directly. But um, you know, putting on a little bit of a face in terms of like not showing some of the concern or whatnot, because kids are very empathetic and and they can pick up and tell that uncertainty. Like even though my kids don't totally get it, my kids are sleeping. Like I I literally the last three nights have had one kid in each arm like this in bed. And, you know, they've, that's been a change. And, and I can't think of anything that has prompted that other than they're picking up on some of those things. So my wife and I are trying to do a better job of like, when we talk about things, maybe it's more when they're asleep or again, having factual information has helped my wife and I like communicate better on those topics as well. And I think that's, that's just something that we as a family unit have to remember and, and try to set some, uh, not a good example, but like, I don't know, being strong for them in a different way. I think that's kind of important. Yeah, I mean, they're, they definitely, they just don't, they don't know what's going on. So, I mean, we're just doing our best to be as reasonably honest as possible, I guess is, is really the best way to describe it. Um, and uh, not, not, I mean, kind of shield them from things, but also speak as honestly as, as we feel they can, because they are sensing stuff and, and they're getting scared. It's changed their routine significantly so um yeah it's it's and uh, what do you do i mean i don't know what's going on so it's hard to hard, it's hard to to help guide them in any way we're just doing the best we can yep i agree but with that i gotta jump out and switch in the in the gear here but you guys all have a great day stay Peter. stay safe stay healthy thanks man chat soon. appreciate you guys see you later man yeah great. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to do the same. So uh, thanks for the call, Lamario, and thanks, uh, the invite. Yeah, I'll see you so, soon, man. Peace out. Okay, yeah, bye. see you later. Um, yeah, me as well. But um, I just wanted to kind of maybe even just prompt one last thing, where, um, which I think we were going to kind of go into, just maybe some, some ways that we could continue to um, retain some kind of normalcy for our kids and for our family. In this time, I know it's kind of like a, a weird, it's just a weird time, right? But is there, what are some, what are some things that we can like maybe even um, create a better new normal during this time for our families um, uh, for, or for any, you know, dads or, or 
literally everybody's a dadpreneur or mompreneur right now because most yeah. everybody's having to work at home, right? And it's, it's just, that's, it's really funny and, and it's really interesting. I think uh, Peter, maybe Peter or, or Frank was saying it earlier, but um, that freelancers are, are kind of taking this in a stride. They're just like, oh, this is normal. Like I work at home all the time. I'm, I'm used to the ups and downs. I'm used to like just, you know, things kind of going crazy. Um, it's very much more specific right now, but um, I think there's a lot to offer there. And, and I think with that knowledge and understanding, how can we maybe, maybe shield, maybe just kind of better, better protect and provide for our families during this time, um, the soft skills, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's uh, I know for us specifically, it's just about being all in with what's in front of you. And that's really the only thing you can do. As, as crazy as it's become, there's also become a little bit of, of calm around it because uh, where we're used to set, shipping them off to school and they come home and then we're running around to some kind of sports practice or something like that, all of that's gone. So uh, as crazy as it is during the day, the evenings are actually a little calmer because there's not something to rush to. Um, and, and you are kind of taking more time with them. And I think that's really the only thing that I, I feel like we can do is just really sit down and focus and, and, and do some things that we don't usually get a chance to do. Um, just hang out with our kids. That's really, that's, that's really what we're doing is just kind of trying to, to do things that we don't, we don't usually have time for. Okay. Um, like even our church is fully virtual right now. We have like a bunch of different like meeting rooms and virtual chats going on and, and, you know, virtual meetings going on and happening. And, um, we're still convening as a church, um, through Facebook live, like everybody's like in their house and kind of just tuning into the, the Facebook feed and stuff like that. But I think there's even things that we haven't even, we haven't even done yet that, that I'd like to do is like kind of even doing virtual virtual play dates, right? Where like, we're, you know, my kids, my kids and Jay's kids and, and Dave's kids are all gonna, we're all gonna play like a similar game at the same time. We're gonna have a Zoom, a Zoom like game night, you know, which I think would be kind of fun and stuff like that. So um, just making kind of looking at it as an opportunity again to, to spend more time with our kids and, and to, to change things up for them and stuff. But yeah, I've seen friends of mine who have their kids have been like doing a Zoom book club and stuff like that, where where they'll like read the same book and then three or four of them will get together and talk about it, and that's a pretty cool idea. Um, I know my daughter's FaceTimed with a few of her friends, and uh, even used Google Classroom to send some messages and upload some pictures to her whole class and her teachers and stuff like that. So, and the teachers are really encouraging that, which is awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, you think. 15, 10, 15 years ago, I don't yeah. know what kind of type of situation we would be in under the same circumstances. Um, but to be able to have them learn from home is, it's actually kind of cool. We enjoy it. Uh, it's been, it's been, it's, I, I don't want to say it's been fun, but. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, I think there, there, there are definitely fun elements. A, a friend of mine was like noticing the other day that that um, because everybody has to be home and he went to the park with his kids, like, you know, we have, we have really big, big parks out here in Hawaii. Like the natural part of Hawaii is like 
very important. So they keep very big parks available. So he's like, he's like, he just saw pockets of, of families, like full families, you know, very far away from other families, but all together at the same time and just playing and like kind of taking advantage of that time where they, they never have it because dad's at work and mom's at work and kids are at school. And this is like the middle of the day and they're all like playing soccer at the, at the, at the park because they have the opportunity to, you know, so hopefully that's, that's going to be a, a good, a blessing to, to some of the community um, out there. Anything you yeah, wanted to add, awesome. Dave? No, I think those are or great. Jump I off. think, uh, you know, staying connected with the technology, technology that we have, getting outside, getting some fresh air. We have uh, kind of a wooded area where there's trails and things like that. And everyone sort of seems to, there's an unspoken, you know, understanding that we keep our distance. So when, you know, um, someone's walking on a path and, you know, you can kind of veer off a little bit so that you both have yeah. space in between and things like that. So everyone's observing it. Everyone knows. And, and well, at least from my experience, so there, it doesn't feel like we're trapped in the house. We just can't have live interactions in person with people yet, uh, other families yet, but um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of other alternatives out there. Um, I think we should take advantage of those, those things as much as we can. Yeah, I'm always jealous of all the, the, the nice wooded areas that you're, you're taking your kids on and the cool little, the cool little parks that you guys go to. It really, looks really nice out there. Yeah, it's, 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 it's nice, nice out here. <laughs> <laughs> different nice than Hawaii, but nice. It's, it's different. It's all different. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, yeah, I got to get going. Jay, thanks for, thanks for joining yeah, us. For thanks for, last, thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, we'll have you on next time. We'll have you on again. Yeah, that'd be we'll, awesome. We'll, uh, I know some of the other guys wanted to want to do this more often, so we'll figure out like we can do like a bigger bigger meetup, maybe once a month or something like that, and have just invite anybody who wants to come in and, and talk and be part of the conversation. But um, for now, that's that's Dadpreneur for today. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in, tuning in either YouTube or wherever you guys are right now. And uh, Jay and Dave, I'll see you guys on the flip side. And hopefully Mo can join us next time too. All right, guys. Have a good day. Later, I'll guys. see you later. Bye.